Welcome to BCP Unfiltered. Please receive a big hug from all of us here at BCP Media Studios over to you wherever you may be. Folks, um, I'm looking at a list here I'm going to share with you of 23 pro-life organizations that have been reportedly vandalized, firebombed, or otherwise in the, in the most uh, in recent weeks. The real domestic violent terrorists are and have always been the left, not the right. Hollywood, Florida, South Broward Pregnancy Center, and uh, Archdiocese of Miami Respect Life Ministry. Asheville, North Carolina Mountain Area Pregnancy Services. Manassas, Virginia, First Care Women's Health. Alexandria, Virginia, Concerned Women for America. Risertown, Maryland, Alpha Pregnancy Center, Frederick, Maryland. Birthwriter Frederick, Frederick, Maryland, CareNet Frederick. Risertown, Maryland, Alpha Pregnancy Center. Buffalo, New York, Compass Care Pregnancy Services. Madison, Wisconsin, Wisconsin Family Action. Des Moines, Iowa, uh, Agape Pregnancy Resource Center. I think it was Agape, right? That means brotherly love or something in Greek. Not a linguist, but I think that's what it means. So I probably mispronounced it. Agape Pregnancy Center, uh, Pregnancy Resource Center. When I see words like that, I tend to want to pronounce them in Spanish. I learned English when I was five or six years old. Chronologically, Spanish is my first language, but English is my first language because I was born and raised in the United States. Denton, Texas, Women to Women Pregnancy Resource Center. Austin, Texas, Trotter House, Long Beach, California, his nesting place home for mothers and children. Nesting place home for mother and children vandalized by these. How could you not think or believe or know that the abortion people are straight up satanic? Let's put aside for a moment that they are weeping and wailing and gnashing of teeth over the right to murder a baby in the womb. Let's just put that aside. The violent actions that they're doing against a nesting place for mothers and children? Long Beach, California. Sebastopol? Sebastopol? California? Pregnancy Center Billboard. Eugene, Oregon. Dove Medical Clinic. Kaiser, Oregon. Oregon, right to life. Right to life. We're going to bomb and and, and and not we, but the left. Going to firebomb or vandalize a right to life. Because that'll get your point across. This evil, uh, like Jesus come any moment now, seriously. Don't know how prepared I am for that, but I would understand if he came at any moment. Still a lot of things to be fulfilled though, per biblical prophecies. But it can happen quickly. Grisham, Oregon, Grisham Pregnancy Resource Center, Southeast Portland Pregnancy Resource Center, Vancouver, Washington, Options 360 Women's Clinic, Federal Way, Washington, CareNet Pregnancy and Family Services of Puget Sound, and Linwood, Washington, Next Step Pregnancy Services. Of course, all of this was done because of the leaked Samuel Alito written overturning of Roe v. Wade, which was leaked. I'm of the opinion, we haven't heard who did it. Uh, we haven't heard who's who's done it. But I'm of the opinion that it was a CIA thing. It seems like they have a very strong, a very strong control 
a very strong tradition of absolute secrecy. And I don't know if they don't want to out the person, they haven't outed the person, but this sounds like CIA to me. This sounds like the intelligence agency, agencies, the alphabet agencies. But look, we have everyone from Kamala Harris to Jen Psaki to everyone else totally saying, hey, it's okay to protest. Then we have Lori Lightfoot, who last month tweeted out to my friends on the LGBTQ plus IA R2D2 community. The Supreme Court is coming for us next. This moment has to be a call to arms. Now, remember when we say that on the right, we have to fight. We have to fight back. We use words like patriot and treason. We are on the domestic folks. I am on several FBI lists. I don't know how many lists I'm on just because I love the Constitution. And I've never called for violence. Lori Lightfoot, a an actual uh, representative of the people, supposedly, and we don't know, everything's been rigged, especially in Chicago, for years and years and years, supposedly represents the people. She has a call to arms, nothing. We hear nothing. We know Chuck Schumer called for violence. He uh, calling out Brett Kavanaugh. Uh, and Gorsuch by name, Brett Kavanaugh being uh, harassed in his home. This is the violent left. They are evil and they are demonic. Let's go to Arizona. During a student leadership and diversity club gathering, a Phoenix area school district asked students questions about their sexuality, including how they knew they were straight. Now, I've had this conversation with my children, which you have to do a lot earlier now than when I had this conversation. If I ever did have this conversation with my parents, I'm sure I did, being in a, being brought up in a Christian uh, household. Uh, and even outside of like, you know, the religious upbringing in my home with my mom and dad, I got it from my whole family. Like my grandma was super Catholic and was all about families uh, and morality um, my grandma, super Southern uh, Baptist. I was my first half of my life as a child was mostly with the doctrine of the Baptist Church. So very strong morality from from my family. So this is this is how you know this is just how I was I was brought up. So I don't know if I need to have a talk about sexuality. It was like. Adam and Eve, not Adam and Steve. You guys might remember that. I don't know if that's even a thing anymore. And it was just, Jesus said, love everyone. We don't hate them, but we do not participate. We do not condone. We do not push that lifestyle. We pray for those that have it. And I was taught even when that, I was very little, but when the AIDS epidemic stuff started happening, that we that we would pray that this would 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 uh, we would pray for the people that were victims of these because of their their lifestyle. It wasn't about hate. It was about love, compassion, but not succumbing to and accepting and celebrating the lifestyle. Now, like I said, I've had this conversation with my children. I've always like, how do you knew you were straight? I've always known I was straight ever since I was little. I thought girls were pretty. Thought girls were pretty with their long hair and their giggling and in short hair too. I like girls with short hair that for a while this this thing was in. Just everything feminine. I knew I was a boy. 
and I knew that girls were girls and they did feminine things like they giggled and they laughed and they walked cute and they wore perfume. Just, you know, when I was little, then obviously you get older and then, you know, puberty hits in and all of a sudden it's very obvious boys and girls are very different. But even prepubescently, I mean, I would think that you wouldn't always know you're straight. Now, I know people who are homosexual, gay or lesbian, they say that they've always known that. They've always had those inclinations. Now, some people are not going to like me saying this, but I who am I to really doubt that they've always felt that way when I've always personally always known that I'm heterosexual and that I like girls. I just thought girls were pretty and they were not guys and that, you know, opposites attract. And I pray and I feel for those that have that struggle, that have that cross to bear, that have that challenge in life, as we should. But it doesn't make it right. I... I don't know. I guess there really are some sick people that have inclinations to things that are absolutely demonic. And, and there is there is a, lo- a lot of, you know, delving into, because there's a lot of things that people wouldn't even know about or be attracted to unless they were evil and seeking those things out. Like people were saying, oh, I'm addicted to child porn. Well, if you never even went down the the, the path of, uh, of porn and child porn, how would you know you're addicted to it if you never even had walked that path toward it? But I digress. So according to the emails released by the Arizona Daily Independent, these questions were part of a program used by the Unitown Club in Scottsdale. There we go. They got money. Look, folks, let me keep it real. I was born in Harlem, born and raised primarily the first half of my childhood in and around Spanish Harlem, New York City. For a small while, went to PS86 for a year in, uh, in, in the Bronx. So New York City, right? Not not like rich. I would say we probably were working class, right? Not poor because my parents worked, but often broke or things were tight or what have you. Okay. Then I got my economics degree, got into banking and between my clients as an investment banker uh, and the world that I was surrounded in and I had friends that were way more successful than me. So I, as an adult, have been middle class, but have mixed a lot with some wealthy, it's like nouveau rich and really rich people and what have you. Now, there's deviance all up and down the the uh, socioeconomic ladder. But let me tell you from my personal experience, not personal experience like being delved into, but my personal observance, let me make that clear, not that I've ever been part of these lifestyles. But I learned, like for instance, I was fairly young in my 20s when I was recruited to work for Arthur Anderson and there were some very, very wealthy people and I was on partner track, got a first grade promotion, got a 25% raise after 11 months with the firm. They liked my work. I hated working for them because the environment was pure Sodom and Gomorrah. So much sleeping around in the office, the managers and partners openly, openly having relationships with the assistants and the secretaries and the assistant pools, uh, sleeping amongst each other on business trips. Divorces and separations were like the norm. And I knew that I was not going to make it in partner in Arthur Anderson because how do you get business? We got our DOJ contract on the, I can say it now, hell, who cares, on the Cobell case. I worked on the Cobell case, okay? 
How did that whole thing happen? Because a guy, uh, I believe his name was Richard, I could be wrong, at the DOJ and other people. I don't want to single anyone out here, but this is so long ago. No one's going to look this up anyway. I could be wrong on the name. They they got these contracts by literally whining and dining these guys, taking them to strip clubs. They hated me on out-of-town trips because I refused to go to strip clubs. Even the women were cool with going to strip clubs because, you know, that, that would be our, our official dinner meeting and entertainment and they could write it off. And I said, I am not going to participate in being in booby bars. And they they hated that. They 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 there was this one group I worked with where they they excluded me from out of town meetings. I would literally be doing the work for that project on the Cobell case, but I would be in another place, so I wouldn't be with the group. After two or three times, I'm realizing that I was never going to to bend uh, sort of thing. Now, some of you may go, like going to, to booby bars and, and and like pole dancing and that whole thing. Once again, I do not like that as a libertarian. As an American, I realized that my lifestyle, for me to be able to enjoy my lifestyle, I have to give you the freedom as a consenting adult to do what you want to do within reason if it doesn't infringe on the rights of other people. They did not like that. But it, it, gets, it gets more than that. I got called out because I made a joke from observing someone else in our practice about how they were using hookers to get more business. And I guess my joke actually hit too close to home. And I was called in at the time I was a, I was a senior something, can't remember, senior analyst, senior consultant, whatever at the time. But I was called on like a by a manager or someone above me, I can't remember, into their office once, once we got back to our Los Angeles practice from an extended a run of cities. It was like Chicago and Seattle and whatever, looking at all these DOJ documents on the Cobell case. And I was told, dude, what you said was out of line. I go, I was joking about something I observed somewhere else. Well, it turned out that there was someone there who was in the, literally in the, I didn't know all the people that were in this meeting. I said it to a group of the people in this meeting, but there was apparently call girls and other people within the group and where I said the joke to a small group within the group, but everyone heard it or it made some people uncomfortable. They couldn't say at the moment, but once we got back to the office, I was told not to make those types of comments because literally in the instant of my making it during this company meal, some of the people there were being companied by hookers, call girls, whatever fancy name you want to call them. And what I was joking about observing in another part of our office was literally happening in the moment in which I was making that joke. This is the BCP Unfiltered Show, folks. I'm going to go off script. You are my family. You are my friends. You are paid supporters of this. You're paying to get this side of me. A lot more transparent than I can be on YouTube. Crazy, huh? Of course, I am totally digressing from this story. But the point is, I learned that the higher you go up the social ladder because of money, because of power, and people think that because they have money and power, and it doesn't have to be political power, it could be power in an office. Say, look, my first job was at thrifty uh, drugstores working the ice cream counter. And let me tell you, the shift manager who became like assistant manager of the store, all of a sudden I saw them go through a head trip she was a great, she was great, but as soon as she got the little thing, I understand those pressures of being in charge, but whoa, 
this power play come into thing and this ego, it's crazy. People are power hungry. That's why I could never be in politics. I don't give a shiznit. I don't give a crap about power. I want to be left alone. I don't want to tell people what to do. That's too tiring for me. One of the reasons why at one point I had uh, a business with a lot of a lot more people working on it than now, I'm very happy with just my family. As junior number two is going off, and as you can see, that I'm editing these videos, and I'll be honest, I'm not going to be as polished over the next week or two. As junior moves up, starts getting settled in, starts taking some some summer courses to get ready for the big college come uh, 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 this fall. As he eases his way into it, you know, I've got someone that was in our studios yesterday, a prospective new employee to take over all the editing and actually has a lot more experience than junior number two. But I've been trying to keep this a family thing. And I could go to this next level, but I just like working with my family. And I like knowing the the people. I, I, know, I know this individual. They come refer through someone that I really trust. And they do have a lot of experience in editing and what have you. They're not political. And they probably will bring in a lot more pretty and things that you maybe we haven't done here yet. But I've self-isolated myself because I'm not really into the whole power thing and having, uh, you know, obviously we've had employees and we've had subcontractors and we've had people work for us. And I've got a payroll company that, uh, you know, they're on the 1st and the 15th, does all the payroll and all that kind of stuff. So trust me, folks, I know all about that. But I, I just don't like the, 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 whole, the whole power play. But I've learned that when people have power, they feel that they're more entitled. And they have money and power. They feel they're entitled to control people and get what they want. And what do, what is human kind want? What does the male species want? Often they want sexual gratification or they want a, a boosting of their male ego. And you provide that to people, whether that's the Department of Justice or anywhere else, the one who provides them the most of that will often get a contract to do business. And I knew, hell no, literally, there's no path for me at Arthur Anderson to go to hit uh, partner track. I looked at all the partners and with very few rare exceptions uh, of, of Christians, uh, they were pretty secular folks and I just, I wasn't down with that. And it's funny because a lot of the people that were of morality, they got as far as they could and then it would spin off their own firms. You know, and I, I went and did something totally different on the internet, um, you know, website design and hosting company and e-commerce. That's my first foray into uh, my first uh, business, if you will, coming out of Arthur Anderson. But the point is this, folks, the higher my observation, not that I had been involved in these things, but my observation has been the higher you go up the social economic ladder, the richer you get, the more, the, the less, the more the opportunity is for uh, personal sexual gratification and deviancy with multiple partners and we're all, we're all grown up here but this is where I was like oh okay these people that you somewhat look up to and there was a little bit of naivety to me I thought going into business I, I knew that there were people were scoundrels I'm not, I was like a totally but I, I was thinking that for the most part these people were profit driven and just trying you know trying to you know profit driven but for the most part maybe not moral but not not scoundrels oh my goodness gracious couldn't have been wrong orgies cheating, call girls, that that was just part of the culture, the business culture, that's how you got ahead. So anyway, all that came from 
this email that was released by the Arizona Daily Independent that questions were part of a program used by the Unitown Club in Scottsdale. That's what's talking about it. You know, the richer you are, some I, I see a lot of more deviancy. To discuss sexual orientation with students, the curriculum created by the organization Anytown Learning listed 16 discussion questions on sexual orientation. The questions included what students think caused their heterosexuality. Uh, I don't know. Nature, that's the way God made us. I, I gave you two answers there, uh, depending on whether you're atheist, Christian, Jewish, Muslim, agnostic. And within our community, we have all of those. I've gone and met in our meet and greet several. We have we have Muslim brothers and sisters that support us and our, our BCP family members who can't understand how their other Muslim brothers and sisters would ever support the Democrat Party because morally that is, uh, that's really hard to understand. I can't understand really how any Christian can be part of the Democrat Party once they realize past 18 what the Democrat Party is really about. Because then when you're younger and you're Christian, like, oh yeah, they're about helping everybody. Jesus said help everybody. But then you realize that they're actually demons, possessed people that are pushing immorality, death, destruction, uh, and other uh, satanic things. When I say satanic, I don't always mean like they're devil worshipers, but they are worshiping Satan when they do his will. I did not intend to go 90% of where we're going right now on this show, and that's why I love your support making this show possible. Let me know if you enjoy when I go off script. Well, I don't really script my shows, so you can tell. If you like it when I go off on these things, if, if, that's, if this is the kind of show that you'd like to see. Anyway, the worksheet asks kids to question their heterosexuality by suggesting the following questions should be posed to minors by adults who are not their parents. One, what do you think caused your heterosexuality? Two, if you've never slept with a person of the same sex, is it possible that all you need is a good gay or lesbian lover? These are adults asking these perverted, sick-ass questions to children. Is it possible that your heterosexuality stems from a neurotic fear of others of the same sex? Folks, I don't think I've ever had a neurotic fear of other men. Just not attracted to them. But see, these are the conditioning. These are the words. These, this, is, this is the grooming of children. And you think there aren't some sick-ass perverts in there that see the answers of Johnny and going, oh, Johnny seems like he's impressionable. And then they're going to start grooming Johnny. Folks, going off on a tangent here, didn't mean to, to go here. One thing that's very important f for us as parents, for Mrs. BCP and myself, is to know our kids' friends. We've mostly homeschooled our kids. They've been involved, involved in charter programs and other things. So we've always had a support group of other kids and parents who are doing the same thing. Our kids have been involved in music, scouts, church, uh, theater, things like that. So those are things where if anyone involved, it's anything in sports. We're not really a sports family. You know, our kids, they play soccer when they were little. But you, you realize that when your kids are involved, you start to get to know their friends and the parents of their friends and you kind of get a feel uh, for what have you. And so there was a friend, a mutual friend of our kids from years ago that no, no longer was in the, in the mix. It was a girl, by the way. So my kids had these group of friends and there was among them, this girl that was part of their, part of the group. Uh, 
then halfway through the high school age, 15, 16, she kind of dropped off the radar. We didn't see her parents or whatever. And I didn't know this. But uh, what happened is one of the boys within the group said that their family had shunned and cut off that family because that girl's parents were groomers. And the parents figured it out and shunned them. Like nothing ever happened, but they got the heebie-jeebies and totally cut these people out and let everyone in the circle know, um, including ourselves, Mrs. BCP was informed. I wasn't because I wasn't close to them. I just kind of knew of them. And we communicate everything, but it, you know, it just got lost in the shuffle. Perhaps Mrs. BCP even told me at the time, and I just don't remember now, but this came up in a conversation about this individual and the family that was no longer part of this group of, this one subgroup of, of kids that my kids knew and hung out with. And I heard one of the kids, as in a conversation they were having, and, and, and this is pretty, pretty good. I mean, obviously good parenting, where this was a male, and he was, and he was like saying, whoa. Oh, yeah, we don't talk about that person anymore. He even said, whom we don't name. Like it was a Harry Potter reference. They go, no, we don't name those people uh, because they are groomers. And I was so happy for this child who's within the friend group of my children that their parents were wise enough to teach them about what groomers look like so that they could report them and they would be socially shunned. Now, I asked additional questions at this conversation with my wife and everyone is of the opinion that nothing ever happened, at least with our group. We don't know if anything ever happened, but they knew the signs of it and they shunned that person and their whole family out. This is grooming. What do you think caused your heterosexuality? If you've never slept with a person, is it possible that all you need is a good gay lover or lesbian lover? If the kid says, yes, you don't think there's some, there's not some sick ass perverted uh, adult there making, oh, okay. Well, it looks like Johnny might be a little open to this. Is it possible that you're neurotic? Getting into the psyche? To whom have you disclosed your heterosexual tendencies? Oh, so being being straight is now a tendency. Folks, I'm, I'm having a hard time not throwing it by my mouth reporting this to you. Why do you insist on flaunting your heterosexuality? This is like paranoid schizophrenic stuff. Just being who you are is flaunting it. Yet when someone is gay or trans or lesbian, overtly so, we're supposed to accept it, not that they're flaunting it. Crazy sick. The questions appear to represent a bias toward expressing a negative nature on any heterosexual relationship, even implying words like phase that is not a normal sexual orientation. The exercise also asked students, considering the menace of over overpopulation, how could the human race survive if everyone was heterosexual? Wow. Stop being a heterosexual breeder. The curriculum also notes that gender expression and gender identity are individual choices and gender orientation is an individual's internal sense of their gender that may not align with the person's birth assigned. This is out of Arizona, a very, um, more, of a, more of a conservative state. I won't say Arizona is like over, like they're pretty conservative. But, you know, you got places like ASU. For those of you on the West Coast know ASU. Woo, that is the Sodom and Gomorrah if I've ever seen one. Never would send my kids there. Know, know of a friend who went there and knew of several girls that went to ASU from our congregation, from our religion, or from other very, uh, like, very practicing conservative households and, and Christian households that went there and ended up doing porn. 
at ASU. Of course, that could probably happen anywhere. I just know that anecdotally that that happened more than to more than one per one girl at ASU. So anecdotally. And Scottsdale, if you're not familiar, is uh, Scottsdale is the richest part of Maricopa. Okay, I could be wrong on this because I live there. Is Scottsdale is not the richest part of Maricopa County, Arizona. It's definitely one of them. Haven't mentioned this before, but I have uh, someone in my family who is a PGA golf pro and spent a lot of time working and doing stuff in uh, Scottsdale. Once again, I went off on that tangent. Money opens up opportunities to more deviancy. And these people are looking to groom children in their own backyard. Crazy stuff, folks. Crazy stuff. I want to remind you that former AG Bill Barr did not look into the ballot harvesting and ballot transportation. Uh, if you recall, we had this uh, uh, this uh, this young po- postal driver. Uh, let me look him up. Oh man, I can't remember his name. Um, Jesse Jesse Morgan. There we go. Jesse Morgan. Jesse Morgan came out uh, having driven. Uh, ballots across states sort of reminds you that everything that Bill Barr says is a lie. He 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 laughs at two thousand mules when he was AG. He didn't even look into these actual looking into of of this. As I've reported here on this channel, in fact, we have someone that was called by Attorney General Bill Barr and told not to look into the ballot harvesting. So Bill Barr is in the middle of this. He's part of the rigging of the elections. Just, just thought I, I want to remind you of that um, because we have been uh, we have been reporting on Bill Barr and his lack of interest into looking into anything that has to do with, uh, at the time, ballot harvesting or any legal activity and now laughing at 2,000 mules and denigrating and making Trump look like a crazy guy because he didn't want to accept the stolen and rigged election of 2020, as if we have less evidence now when we have even more. All right, speaking of uh, conspiracy theories that turn out to be true, we've got, this is from Reuters. This is from Reuters, folks. This is from Reuters today, June 14th. U.S. FDA advisors overwhelmingly back Moderna COVID vaccine for ages 6 through 17. But check this out. Moderna's COVID-19 vaccine, and we say COVID-19 vaccine, we mean that oxymoronically, may have a higher risk of heart inflammation than the Pfizer shot based on recent data. This came out on Tuesday, even though the FDA advisors overwhelmingly backed Moderna COVID vaccine for children 6 to 17. Evil, evil, evil. It's all about money. It has nothing to do with science any longer, with very rare exception. According to CDC data, the incidence of heart inflammation was 4.41 excess per 100,000 who received the uh, Pfizer versus 6.27 in those who received Moderna. Okay. Now, I don't even know if I would believe that Moderna is more dangerous than Pfizer, even though they're both dangerous. Because we know that Pfizer especially 
has control of the FDA and the CDC. They have way more influence to the point where I think this is may just be making Moderna look worse than Pfizer. Maybe Pfizer is even worse than Moderna or they're the same. I don't believe necessarily that this might be true, but the, the lesson here is either way, they know about the high incidence of myocarditis, etc. Here's what's crazy. One quarter of the kids in Moderna's trial reported grade three side effects, meaning they couldn't go to school. So many had flu-like symptoms. Even the original strain of COVID mainly did this to kids. So they want, they want to give kids a vaccine that causes more sickness than the sickness that they're being vaccinated against. It's all about money. And it makes me sick. All of this, and they're still moving forward with vaccinating our kids. All right, now that we're talking about drugs and we've talked about uh, the deviancy and the grooming of our children, let me share this last bit with you. A new study by the Heritage Foundation has revealed staggering evidence showing that access to puberty blockers and other trans-affirming drugs causes a higher likelihood of youth suicide. No shysta, Sherlock. Dig deeper, Watson. They had to commission a study for this. I'm obviously doing this all in one take. So let me hydrate before I move forward. This was a study conducted by Dr. Jay Green, and it came in response to a growing number of states and legislators who are pushing these trans drugs, okay? They've been traditionally used to chemically castrate sex offenders and pedophiles, but now they're using it uh, uh, for children, okay? And the youth fireside, uh, the youth fireside, the youth suicide rates are significantly higher in states where these puberty blockers and trans drugs are given to children. Here's what the Heritage Foundation study said. By 2020, there are about 1.6 more suicides per 100,000 people ages 12 to 23 in states that have a policy allowing minors to access health care without parental consent than in states without such a policy. The average state suicide in this age group between 1999 and 2020 was 11.1, making an additional 1.6 suicides per 100,000, an increase of 14% in the suicide rate. Now, let me stop here, folks. Correlation does not equal causation. What did I get out of this? In states where parents have parental rights over the government, the children are happier, are better adjusted, and are less likely to commit suicide. That is the takeaway from here, folks. Do not let people parent your children. You parent them and you stay involved. And that is, or those are my two cents. Thanks for being here, folks. Please let people know about this show and let me know what your thoughts are on me going way off script. Until the next one, ciao, goodbye. God bless. Now